Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's program, we will discuss the third part of our subject, how to study the Bible. We will be looking at how we identify God's church in the Bible. More about our subject after you've heard some music. The flowers in the field burst forth in blooming and the wind Seems to whisper, he's alive. Even the trees lift their branches high to the heavens above in perfect harmony for the Creator. Of the world But there's just something about my praise That he loves There's just something about the way we speak his name And hallelujahs are sung to him by the angels above. But there's something about our praise, something about our praise. The Lord has been so real to me. He's given me a special kind of love I have more to thank my Father for Than all the angels in heaven above Oh, I've been for cleansing In that crimson stream of love I guess that makes my praise a little something special to the Father above. 
I'm so glad I'm his child There's something about my praise That he loves There's just something about The way you speak his name Jesus All the hosannas and hallelujahs are sung to him by the angels above. But there's something about my praise, something about our praise. There's just something about my to study the Bible. We will study how to identify God's church in the Bible. Have a pen and a paper ready to write down some notes. Tonight we will be discussing these questions together. Who did Jesus say makes up his church? What identifying marks does God give in the Bible for his church? Are these identifying marks consistent throughout history? Does nationality determine church membership? And how are we to identify with God's church in the Bible today? Before we start our study this evening, listeners, let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, streaming live on the Internet from London. As we study your word this evening, we ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us and to teach us those things in your word that we need to know in order for us to be saved in your eternal kingdom is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week, we looked at how God the Father has promised to send us the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, to teach us all the things that Jesus has said and testified of himself in the Bible. We learned how the Holy Ghost teaches by comparing spiritual with spiritual, spiritual meaning the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, the truth from heaven. We also learned last week that the Holy Ghost does this by teaching us how the Bible interprets itself. The Holy Ghost teaches precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little, about Jesus. This is what is called in teaching terms exegesis. We learn that God has designed the Bible to be a book where we have to depend upon his guidance in order to understand the truth of heavenly origin. And finally, we learned that we can never, by searching or by studying, know all about God. We have to be content with that 
which he has been pleased to reveal to us about himself, as our finite minds are not capable of understanding the mind of the infinite God. And so, listeners, on to this week's radio broadcast, Identifying God's Church in the Bible. Now, who did Jesus say makes up his church? We read in the book of Matthew, chapter 16 and verse 16, And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We read in the book of Acts chapter 4 and verses 10 to 11, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. And to make it clear who this stone is, we read in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 and verses 6 to 9, Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believeth he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed. The same is made the head of the corner, and the stone of stumbling, and the rock of offence, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. So the rock or stone that Jesus was referring to was himself. Not Peter, but Jesus himself. Jesus makes it clear in the Bible that all who build upon him by believing in him are members of the church that he will build. And so, as we study the Bible, and as we study the individuals who are mentioned in the Bible, then we can see that all who believe in Jesus and who allow their lives to be built upon his word, these are those who make up his church. We read in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, and verses 19 to 22. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. The Bible teaches us that those who are built by the Spirit of God to be a habitation of God in Jesus Christ they are those who make up God's holy temple. God's holy temple is another name for his church. God's church is simply made up of those who have submitted their hearts and lives to Jesus. And I'm going to read from an article called The Signs of the Times from January the 4th, 1883. We read, The church is composed of erring, imperfect men and women who are but learners in the school of Christ to be trained, disciplined, educated for this life 
and for the future immortal life. Now, what identifying marks does Jesus give in the Bible for his church? The Bible states in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 7 and verse 23, But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people, and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. To be the people of God means to obey God's voice and to walk in the ways that he has commanded us. We read in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 33, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. Listeners, to be among God's people is to allow God to write his law in your heart. Thus we see that to be among the people of God is not something that is natural or you are instantly enrolled into when you are born. To be among the people of God, one has to make an intelligent choice to agree to serve God and to allow him to write his law in your heart. The Bible states in the book of John chapter 15, verses 9 to 12, and 16 to 17. As the Father have loved me, Jesus says, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that you should go forth, that you should go, sorry, and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that you love one another. Note again here that Jesus says that he has chosen us and ordained us. So God chooses us to be a member of his church. We don't choose ourselves. This is a divine calling. Jesus says that God's people are those who keep his commandments and abide in his love. They are those who love one another as he has loved us, those who bear the fruit of his love through the power of the Holy Spirit. We read in the book of Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And so we see to be of God's people is to be a person who Jesus shall save from their sins. The Bible states in the book of Romans chapter 13 and verse 10, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. We read in the book of Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 27, And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. So, we see that God's church is identified in the Bible as being those who have 
is love working in their hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit who do no wrong towards their neighbours. So this begs the question for ourselves, are we full of the love of God? Do we do no wrong towards our neighbours? Or are we the opposite and are we, are we troublesome people? Always causing strife and issues in society. God's people are identified as being harmless. I pray that as professed Christians, that we, through the grace of God, are harmless in our own families and in the community ourselves. Now, are these identifying marks consistent throughout history? We read in the book of Genesis, chapter 7, and verse 1, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. We read in the book of Luke, chapter 1, and verse 6, And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. We read in God's word that Noah was righteous before God. The Bible teaches us that to be righteous before God is to keep all of his commandments blameless. We read in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Saviour and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. The Bible teaches us that God's church is leaders of God's appointment. Paul was called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God our Saviour, Jesus Christ himself. We read in the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1 and verse 1, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Saviour Jesus Christ. We notice that Simon Peter, who was also called to be a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, mentioned that he had obtained like precious faith with the rest of his brethren, which included the other apostles, through the righteousness of God and our Saviour Jesus Christ. This means that the apostles kept the commandments of God. We read in the book of 1 John chapter 5 and verses 2 to 4, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Here the Bible teaches that the faith that is born of God overcomes the world. This faith that is born of God bears fruit in an individual's life by them loving God and keeping his commandments. So we see that for the apostles to, obtain, to have obtained faith through the righteousness of God, they would have received the faith from God that enabled them to keep his commandments. Thus we see another identifying mark made plain of those who are in God's church. Like Noah and the apostles, those who constitute God's church love God and the children of God, this love being born out of the faith that comes through the righteousness of God. So as we study the Bible, we're to take note of all of these identifying marks so that we can clear 
so that we can be clear, I should say, who is in God's church and who is not in God's church as we look at the historical incidents throughout Scripture. We read in the book of Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. We read in the book of Revelation chapter 19 and verse 10, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren, which have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The Apostle John and his brethren had the testimony of Jesus. We have already seen that the apostles kept the commandments of God. The identifying marks of God's church are given consistently by the Spirit of God to guide us when we study the pages of the Bible. We'll have a break for some music. Clocks keep on moving, the world keeps on turning, the sun keeps on arising while the moon keeps shining. Time moves on, time moves on. Someone's just living. While someone's just dying Somewhere there's laughter While elsewhere there's crying Time moves on Time moves on Once you were young and say When you were in your prime Look at those strands of gray, those marks of Father Time, all of your silver and all of your gold can't stop time from moving on, nor you from growing old. Time moves on, time moves. So fill your life with love. Does nationality determine church membership? We read in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, and verses 26 to 28. For ye are all the children of God, by faith in Christ Jesus. 
For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And so the Bible makes it clear here that we are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And that's the determining factor. We can also read in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verses 6 to 7. It says here, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. So, listeners, if God's church was only just narrowed down to being in one country or to one nation, why would the Lord send an angel with a message to give to every nation and kindred, that's family and tongue, that's language and people? See, and so the Bible itself makes it clear that church membership is not determined by nationality alone. We read in the book of Jeremiah chapter 7 and verse 23, But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people, and walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. All who study the Bible should study it and teach it upon the basis that Christ does not determine membership in his church upon sex, nationality, or social status. Obedience to God's voice and walking in his commandments determines if you belong to God's church. This condemns all the interpretations of scripture that teach the opposite. Modern religious movements that claim to be Christian and that form their ideologies or their teachings and interpretations of scripture upon nationality and skin color, these are all quite simply false religions. In the book of John chapter 10 and verses 14 to 16, the Bible reads, this is again Jesus speaking, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Now listeners, Jesus was talking to the nation of Israel at that time. And he was saying to them that he had sheep that were outside of that fold, outside of that nation. You see? So here Jesus himself says that his sheep, his people, they're not bound to one nationality alone. And this is very important to understand and because and I would encourage listeners not to just listen to what their teachers state, but to study the Bible for themselves, so that one can be clear about who Jesus and God says are members of his church. 
Now, how are we to identify with God's church in the Bible today? We read in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 6 and verse 2, I have likened the daughter of Zion to a comely and delicate woman. Now, when Israel, who also symbolizes God's church in um, the Bible, when Israel, God's church, is pure, God symbolizes it as a pure and delicate woman. We read in the book of Isaiah chapter 1 and verses 8 and 21, And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. How is the faithful city become an harlot? It was full of judgment, righteousness lodged in it, but now murderers. So here we see that when Israel, here symbolic of God's church, is unfaithful to God, he represents it as a harlot. We read in the book of Revelation chapter 12 and verses 1 to 2 and 17, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And the dragon was rough with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. The dragon, symbolic of Satan, in this portion of scripture, you can see it in Revelation 12 verse 9, the definition he is angry with the remnant of the pure woman or the last faithful people who make up God's church who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Thus we see two identifying marks here for God's people in the last days. The first, those who keep God's commandments. Second, those who have the testimony of Jesus. We read once again the book of Revelation chapter 9 and verse Chapter 19, sorry, and verse 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. God's true remnant people in the last days will have the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. This guides them as it is Jesus' testimony to his church. And for those listeners who didn't know, we did a four-part series about the spirit of prophecy, and you can find that series listed on our podcast page. Now the Bible gives us more identifying marks to know who God's last day people are in the book of Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 13. This reads, The remnant of Israel shall do shall not do iniquity nor speak lies. Neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth, for they shall feed and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. And so, the Bible teaches us that God's remnant people in the last day shall not do iniquity, or they will not willfully deceive people. See Psalm 28 verse 3, nor will they speak lies. The Bible teaches us that God's remnant, their characters will be straightforward and true as God is. 
And so once again, these Bible texts are all important to have laid down as a foundation for understanding who God's church is, who his people are, as you read and as you study the Bible. We will have a break for some music and come back with some closing thoughts.
Listeners, when we study the Bible, it is vitally important that we let the Holy Spirit guide us and teach us as to who Jesus represents as being a member of his church. We are not to come to our own conclusions. We have studied some of these points in previous radio broadcasts, but have reiterated them again this week to confirm principles that the Holy Ghost has outlined to guide us in our study of the Bible. Many people fall into error in their understanding of the Bible because they do not allow the Holy Spirit to teach them how God's church is represented through its pages, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Whether it be nationality, skin color, or social status, none of these define that you are a child of God. The Bible represents God's pure church and the individuals who are faithful in his church as being obedient to his word, true-hearted, as bearing the fruit of the Spirit, divine love, and as a consequence, reflecting the character of the Son of God. What the Bible represents is what God's true people really are. They are his living witnesses upon the earth. And so it is Christ's character in an individual that determines if they are a member of the true church of God. The final point that I would like to share this week is that the Bible teaches that the purification of individuals and of the church is not an instant process. It is one where God leads his people step by step, taking them from where they are in life and educating and disciplining them in his service and trying them until they have gained complete victory over evil through the power of the redeeming love of the Son of God. Let us now pray to close the study this evening. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the study this evening as we've looked to see, Lord, how your church is identified in the Bible. I pray for each and every one of us that we will allow you to teach us step by step the things that you would like us to know in your word in order for us to have a closer relationship with you and eventually to be ready for you at your second coming. So bless us and keep us, Lord, and I pray especially for any listeners this evening who may be sick, who who may be distressed, Lord, who may be under suffering depression, who may have marital problems, problems with their children, problem at work, financial problems, those who may even be troubled by people outside their family. Lord, help us to trust in you. And I pray, Lord, that we would take you as a living reality, not just as words in a book, because you are our saviour and creator and redeemer and protector. And I pray for all who I've mentioned, Lord, which includes myself as a human being in this world struggling to overcome evil. 
whether it's in, inside as an individual or outside those that are seeking to trouble us as individuals. Let us put our trust in you and realize that your words are true and that you will be a living power in our life if we just submit our hearts to you. So Lord, may we be encouraged by your word and by your grace and may we hold on to you is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944062786. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section then find the title Bible Readings to the Home. At chapters 1 and 2, you will find the subjects, the sacred scriptures, and searching the scriptures. These chapters will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in, that's I for India, and for November, dash Z, dash wilderness.podcastpage.io forward slash If you would like to support Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, then please send your donations through our website at vitwradio.org Click on the page called About Us and you can donate to us there. On next week's show, we will discuss part four of the subject, How to Study the Bible. Here we'll now be looking at the individual application of God's word how you can take the lessons in God's word personally, how they relate to your personal walk with Jesus. Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, good night, listeners, and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful biblically based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.